I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church. And today, in our worship service, 291, May 22nd, 2022, the new, I'm sorry, <laughs> a new beginning for a young woman. Welcome to Victory Church. And before we get to the message, what if you download the bulletin from our website, pchurch.us, or if you are watching in the comfort of your home, through a big TV, what if you grab your phone, point towards the QR code that you see on the screen, click on that link, and then you will be able to download the bulletin of the teaching of this morning. We want to thank you for your support, especially to our beautiful church members. So church members, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for every dollar that you guys give to the church like we do and our team here in Victory Church, we all make our contributions. If you want to participate in this process, 432-268-0007 is the number that you need to text. You just indicate the amount and the system will take you through. It is wonderful to be together serving the Lord. Thank you, Sebastian, for the work you are doing with the IT. Thank you, Tracy, for your music and songs. And thank you to everybody else in our worship team our editors, video editors, and every person working with software behind scenes. Thank you so much, friends. We appreciate your help. If you remember, two weeks ago, we were talking about two ladies that actually suffered a tremendous crisis. They both became a widow. And if you remember the names, they were Naomi and her daughter-in-law, Ruth. We talk about it in that uh, worship service two weeks ago, and then last week in our worship service 290, actually we talk about barley, which is the second, let's say, episode of this particular event, the story of Ruth and what happened with her. Guess what? Today we are going to continue with this saga and worship service 291, May 22nd, a new beginning for a young woman. So what if you Come with me in this wonderful journey, and we all together read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Coming from the easy-to-read version, we read, Ruth worked in the fields until evening. Then she separated the grain from the shaft. There was about one half bushel of barley. Ruth carried the grain into town to show her mother-in-law what she had gathered. She also gave her food that was left from lunch. That is chapter number 2, verses 17 and 18. What is what is happening here? Ruth continued working because she wanted to be a provider for her mother-in-law, Naomi, and not just by working, but she also was smart bringing leftovers. You know, there is a total issue about leftovers in today's world. Some people say, I don't like leftovers, and I say, well, I do. <laughs> For some reason, my wife and I, my family, we are used to do that. We don't like to waste food. And I understand some people, it's not that they like to waste food. Simply, it's not in their palate or something mentally, whatever reason. But I think I'm like Ruth. My wife, my family, many of my friends, we are like, what if we use the food that is in the fridge and just warm it up? <laughs> so that is what she brought to Naomi that day for dinner. And what happened after that? Verse 19, it says, Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you gather all this grain? Where did you work? Bless the men who noticed you. Then Ruth told her who she had worked with. She said, The man I worked with today is a man named Boaz. And here is the first revelation. Ha, ha, ha. That was interesting because after that moment, Naomi said, hmm, it is good for you to continue working with his women workers. Why is that? Ruth was thinking. If you work in another field, some men might hurt you. So Ruth continued working closely for Boaz. She gathered grain until the barley harvest was finished. She also worked there through the end of the wheat harvest Ruth continued living with Naomi. So obviously you are seeing here a beautiful example of somebody that, as we have reflected in the previous two episodes of this saga, 
Ruth have the courage to fight in order to provide. You know, that is one of my favorite things to see in people. You know, not just those that work because uh, they want to make money. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. And it's okay too. What I'm talking about is those individuals that are in the struggle moment and they don't quit. They don't give up. They say, I gotta do something for my family. So in this passage in verses 22 and 23, we see something very interesting. You know what is that? We see that Ruth actually was determined to get the job done, which is another one of my favorite things to do in people. When I see them that get, that get the job done. Precisely earlier today, I received an interesting text message from someone. And this guy who I know and I love very much is a guy that has been through a lot. It's a dear friend of mine. And you know what? Sometimes you just get highly disappointed for the issues in life, your crisis, family problems, work problems, health problems, all kinds of difficulties. And it's true. Sometimes you are down. So I remember that a couple of weeks ago, I spoke with him and I said that I had a particular project. And I said, if you like, we can do this project together. It will be beneficial for both of us. And he said to me, well, let me think about it and I will let you know. And I said, fine, I can wait a little. And in fact, I was waiting. But last week I was thinking about this particular guy and this project. And I thought, I'm wondering if he is really up to the task. And I know he has a job and he's responsible. He's taking good care of himself. But I was curious about this particular thing. Is he going to do this or not? And the, the reason why I was curious is because Unfortunately for many of the people that work with me, they get, they get to know me. They know that I am a person that I love to get the job done. I'm a closer. I like to see things done. And because of what we do in our ministry, we cannot let things just hang in there. <laughs> we need to close things and have closure with everything that we do. Sometimes I will say this to you. Maybe people like me, become a little bit, I will say, harsh on people, on, on others. And why is that? It's because we are so used to get the job done that we just can't process, like myself, being honest, I can't process that somebody that's received an assignment is not finishing it. But the thing is, you have to consider, and that's what I try to do, that people have their own struggles, health difficulties, emotional difficulties, many things, depression, illnesses, or simply their minds are not in the mood for some tasks, right? The point is that earlier this morning, this particular friend texted me and said, I decided that I'm going to work with you that project. So now I need of you these tools. Can you provide them? I was so excited about it because I know that together him and I are going to do a wonderful job that eventually you will get to know. You know, my friend, it's true. Sometimes in life, your boss, your supervisor, somebody can be too rash on you. It's true. But you know what? The same thing I can tell you about this other project that I'm doing. And this guy, which is a great software engineer, is doing another project together with me. And he found himself stuck in a point, a technical difficulty. And he asked me, so what do we do now? Because I feel that I'm stuck. And this is what I told him. I said, you have two options. One, you give up. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose time because you couldn't finish. But honestly, I'm not going to stop there. I might give up on you, I said, but I'm not going to give up on this project because I know it's doable. So what I will do is I will find who can finish it up. This guy was so <laughs> hurt with my words. He didn't talk to me for two or three days. And I was wondering what he will be doing. <laughs> Eventually, he contacted me and he said to me, I want you to know that I am in this phase of the project 
And this is where we are now. And I said, so you decided to continue fighting. And he says, I cannot give up. I have to finish this thing. I have to do it. And I said, I am so glad to hear that. And now together we can get this job done. What I'm trying to say to you is if your boss, if your supervisor, somebody, a customer, somebody that has authority, power, or whatever reasons to ask you to do something and it's too harsh on you, yes, you can give up. You can say, listen, I, I'm not able or whatever. But you know what is interesting? Sometimes that kind of pressure helps you to move forward, to step up, and then you will see another wonderful thing coming on in your life. So now let's continue with the reading. Do you want to? Absolutely. Now in chapter 3, verse 1, here is the reading. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, maybe I should find a husband and a good home for you. That will be good for you. <laughs> oh my goodness, let me tell you this. One of my favorite things is to see romance. I just love to see that for, for some reason makes me happy to see a couple, you know, get into know each other. They are dating and eventually the news about the wedding and all that. I just love weddings. Not to mention that I love wedding cake, but that's a separate issue. But one thing that is interesting, and you might agree with me, is when you see a lady, or maybe more than one, that they know that someone is single there, they are looking for a couple, and you see all these connections started to come <laughs> from left to right. <laughs> Don't you love to see that? Oh, some of you are thinking, no, I hate it. I'm a single person, and I hate when they are trying to set me up with somebody. Well, you know what? It's just life. And for some reason, it's so entertaining to ladies, especially at a certain age, <laughs> to find somebody to marry the friend or relative or whomever. So Naomi here said, it's going to be good for you. <laughs> so Naomi was thinking, maybe I can do something and told Ruth what to do. So here in verses 6 and 7, Ruth is following Naomi's instructions, and let's read it together. So Ruth went down to the threshing floor and did everything that her mother-in-law told her to do. After eating and drinking, Boaz was very satisfied. He went to lay down near the, the pile of grain. Then Ruth went to him very quietly and lifted the cover from his feet and laid down by his feet. Okay, first of all, let's talk about cultural thing, okay? Well, the cultural thing here is that when the man, if he's a single man, is laying down, it's a suggestion by uncovering his feet, and it, this is literal, okay? Just the feet, uncovering his feet, and after that, when the man realizes that there is a woman there laying at his feet, basically the girl is asking for marriage. It's a cultural thing. Back in those days is what they used to do. Now, what is... What is this happening? Why? Well, the reason and the answer is because Naomi told Ruth to do that. She said, listen, basically, the guy is single. He seems to be clean. Doesn't give you any trouble. He has protected you from other people, from other guys, from young men. It's interesting that told the young men not to bother you. Mmm. I smell something here. So Naomi was leading Ruth to do it. And Ruth processed it and said, you know what? What's wrong with that? Now, the, the thing is, and it's very interesting to see, is that the difference of age. And that is why today I want to talk to you, young woman. Sometimes life presents you difficulties and challenges. Example, you can become a widow being young. Or you happen to be married to an idiot. <laughs> Somebody that was so awful, drug addict, alcoholic, abusive, whatever, irresponsible, anything. Then you have one, two, three, four, five kids, whatever. You are still young but you have no husband. And you just think, why is that? This is not fair. I want you to know that in the Lord God, 
My dear young woman, there is always an opportunity for you. You can restart. And although I am referring to a young woman, the truth is this concept, which is a truth for those who dwell and operate in the kingdom of God, there is always a new opportunity for everyone in the name of Jesus. So Ruth was one of those girls. Let's go back for a moment, okay, to her story. She was a happy lady living there in that particular country with her family and friends, met this young fella, fell in love with him, married him. Suddenly his, her, her, her father-in-law died. And after the father-in-law died, then the husband died. And after the husband died, the brother-in-law died. So now she found, she found herself with three people dead in the family. So, of course, that's, that's upsetting, right? That's very upsetting. And it's hard to comprehend. And that is exactly where many people are today. Personally, I have a dear friend who due to COVID, he went to the Lord. Young fella was a, I believe, biochemist or chemical engineer, smart, Christian, devoted husband, wonderful father, an excellent son, church member of one of my good friends, pastors. And uh, COVID said, let's go. And the Lord said, Come home. What about that young lady? And I can name you different other examples. Accidents, illnesses, many situations, crime, disasters. We call that act of God. The truth is, tragedies happen. Have you lived a tragedy recently or perhaps in the recent past, and you are today wondering, why me? Did you forget me, God? Are you mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Am I cursed? Those are real questions. I want you to know that all those are wrong ideas. And I rebuke those ideas from your mind today in the name of Jesus. And you will see the truth as we read the scripture. So come with me to the next passage. So now, chapter 3 is still, verses 8 and 9. About midnight, Boaz rolled over on his sleep and woke up. He was very surprised. There was a woman laying near his feet. Boaz said, who are you? She said, I am Ruth. Your servant girl, spread your cover over me. You are my protector. So, <laughs> this, is, this is really something. Because I want you to think of this. For real. There is a guy which is not young. And he's wealthy. And for, for his entire life, he has been a person with integrity, responsibility, respectful I mean, this guy is an example in the community. Everybody respects him. He has never done anything wrong. Boaz is the kind of type, of the, the, the kind of guy that everyone admires. You know, and for many, many years, all kind of women tried to, to get him. You can imagine that. But never happened anything like that. He kept for, for God and he was... Probably thinking, you know, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. But suddenly, one day, this is happening in his life, right? He is the owner of this field, and you know, there is barley, and there is wheat, and this and that, and workers, and just he's just enjoying his life. He met this girl, and the girl was kind of cute, you know? But that, that's all. He knew he was an old guy, and he knew that this girl was too young for him. So never crossed his mind something like that. 
But that night, so he goes to sleep. He's just relaxing like everybody else. And suddenly, the girl uncovers his feet. She lays there next to him. And eventually, in the middle of the night, you know, he stretches it. He feels something. What is this? And then he turns and he sees the girl there. <laughs> Who are you? That's the question, right? What are you doing here? You know, it's just a matter of surprise to begin with, but also there is an issue of reputation. His and hers. So many ideas were going through his mind. And perhaps the most important idea was what she is doing is forcing me to do something. And actually, I was always convinced that I will be single forever. So, what do I do? What do I do? So, my dear young lady, maybe, I'm not saying you have to do this, but maybe there is a gentleman that you know, someone that is honest, decent, with integrity, responsible, able to take care of you, has a job, <laughs> very important, <laughs> takes care of his own bills. Is a guy who has a good reputation in the community, not just someone that you met online. Watch out, okay? Not just anybody. No. What if you, young lady, or you, lady, consider the possibility of giving him a hint? Now, some people say, you know, that is too risky. That will probably give him the impression that I am a person, a woman that has no values. No, that's not true. Because you can be decent, but at the same time, giving a hint to a man. You will not believe it, but there are guys that are absolutely clueless. Clueless. They are so into his own things, maybe doing his job, or so busy with his own projects, and maybe he's not thinking that he's going to get married, ever. He will be single. Maybe he is divorced. Maybe he has children from his previous marriage. You, you, you never know what's going on in the mind of this guy. But he could be a, a good guy for you. What is wrong with you giving him a hint? And the thing is, while you are thinking and wondering about it, there is going to be another girl that eventually will be faster than you, and then you will be again in the same spot, and somebody else has this guy. It's something to think about it. Now, let's continue reading. Now, in chapter 3, still verses 10 and 11. Then Boaz said, My Lord bless you, young woman. You have been very kind to me. Your kindness to me is greater than the kindness you showed to Naomi in the beginning. You could have looked for a young man to marry, rich or poor, but you did not. Now, young woman, don't be afraid. I will do what you ask. All the people in our town know that you are a very good woman. What an answer. That's why I was telling you, you know, you have to study the life of Ruth, how devoted she was, first of all, to her first husband, who, who now is dead, how devoted she was to Naomi, her mother-in-law, how devoted she was to the work providing for Naomi, now that they were back in, Be in Bethlehem. She built a reputation. She had a good name. Do you happen to have a good reputation? Do you have a good name? Do you think that if somebody asks about you to someone that knows you, the answer will be, she's a great girl. Because this is the thing. 
sometimes we are in trouble. Maybe you are in trouble. You are stuck in life. Maybe you are, you feel hopeless. Maybe you feel abandoned, rejected, despised by people. I don't know how could you feel when you don't have someone in your life. Maybe you don't have a job. Maybe you don't have a good business. You are longing for more customers. I don't know what's your case, but I will tell you this. Sometimes it could be that you have done the wrong thing in the past, and that is why you are stuck in the mud. That is why it's so important that you have to stop for a moment and say, my Lord, my God, I gotta change. And that is precisely the reason why many people mess their lives up. And do you know how they mess their lives up? because they are not willing to repent and change. What is your case? Are you the kind of person that, knowing that you are stuck, something is not right, are you able to stop and reflect and, and being honest with yourself and with God, say, I need to implement some ch changes in my life? I hope that's your case. Because when you decide to make those changes, the doors of heaven are going to be open for you. Humility is so powerful, my friend. A humble heart will just take you from the ashes and lift you up because God is so pleased when he sees somebody that is willing to acknowledge that needs to change. And when you are changed, and you are starting to do the right thing like Ruth did it. And you take care of the elderly and you are honest and you show integrity, responsibility, seriousness in whatever you do. It's just a matter of time for you to have the opportunity like Ruth has here with Boaz. And Boaz said to her, don't worry about it. I'm going to do what you need. I know I'm going to do what you need. Because when you are doing the right thing and the Lord takes you to the right place, to the right person in the right moment, you know what? The, old, the, old, the only thing you have to do now is to step back and wait. If you have done the right thing in your life, if you are doing the right thing in your life, let God fight for you. Yes, you, you make some moves like Ruth here. Give a hint to this guy. I really need you. I would like you to be my husband. I would like you to be your wife. Yeah, it's okay. But at some point, you need to step back and trust in God. And let the Lord move. Because when it's God's plan, it's going to happen. And the, the Lord had a plan for Ruth and Naomi and Boaz. That's why all these things were being put together. And this is the beautiful, wonderful thing that we see in the kingdom of God, how the Lord moves one person from this place to this other place in this moment, exactly to be here, and then, boom, the blessing. <laughs> you just need to wait on the Lord, do the right thing, keep your faith in God, and then the rest is in the hands of the Lord. What happened afterwards? Verses 12 and 13. Boaz continues talking and says, and it is true that I am a close relative, but... <laughs> there is a man who is a closer relative relative to you than I am. Stay here tonight. In the morning, we will see if he will help you. If he decides to help you, that is fine. If he refuses to help, I promise, as surely as the Lord lives, I will marry you and buy back Elimelech's land for you. So lay here until morning. And that is the promise for the person that is doing the right thing. I don't know how many years you have been doing the right thing and waiting on the Lord. I have no idea how many challenges and problems and how many times people have betrayed you. I don't know how many people have been so mean to you and you have been struggling with so many battles. But I promise you this, like Elimelech says, the Lord will grant you justice. Because the Lord God is faithful, and you can trust in the name of Jesus for that. I'm glad that you are here with me today, 
because I want you to hear what is the end of this story. I cannot wait to tell you, but I have to wait. So let's read it together. Now in chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, it says, Boaz spoke to Naomi's close relative. He said, Naomi came back. I tell you about this in front of everyone and the elders. If you want to pay the widow for the land and keep it in the family, but if you don't want to buy the land from her, I will. He said, I will buy, I will buy the land from her. Then Boaz said, if you buy the land from her, you must also marry Ruth, the Moabite. Then the first child will get the land, and it will stay in the dead man's family. <laughs> the man said, uh, then I cannot buy the land. If, if I do, I might lose my own land, so I cannot do it. You buy the land. Now, can you imagine... Behind the scenes, probably a few yards, meters from where this conversation is taking place. There are two women. They both have their, you know, traditional thing on their heads. I don't know what is that. Probably just the eyes, looking, listening carefully, telling everybody around, shh, shh. Those two women, one is old, the other is young. They are so curious about the outcome of this thing because something that is happening here is going to affect their entire lives. And they are so curious thinking and at the same time praying. Those two are wondering what is happening there and at the same time praying. Oh, Lord God, please, 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 Lord, please, Lord. It is good when you pray and you trust in the Lord. But I will tell you this, my friend, if you are doing the right thing, the miracle will happen because what is for you is for you and nobody can take it away. As for you, for your future, nobody can take it from you. It's yours. And this is what happened here. For a moment, Ruth was thinking, oh my gosh, I want it was. He's handsome and kind and rich. Man, that's awesome. It's a godly man. I want him. I know he's old, but you know, I want him. What is he doing now? This guy is going to marry me. And he's really ugly. I don't want him. Naomi was also confused. But when the guy heard about the condition, if you marry Ruth, and she gives you a child, that child is going to take not just Elimelech's possessions, but your possessions. How about that? The guy said, no, I cannot do that. There was something that is not the point today here. But basically, again, when the Lord has something for you, it's going to be yours. So the guy rejected the offer and said, thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> and he said, you know what, boss? If you want to buy it, that's your deal. That's your deal. I don't want it. Okay, so let's continue reading. Verses 9 and 10. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people this, you are my witnesses today that I am buying from Naomi everything that belonged to Elimelech. I also take Ruth to be my wife. Then Elimelech will, will always be remembered by his family and the people in, this, in his hometown. You all are witnesses of what I'm doing today. And you can imagine the crowd. Yeah, everybody's clapping. Women happy because there is a wedding, right? happy myself because there is wedding cake and of course Naomi is celebrating and Ruth faint. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, she didn't. Ruth was super happy as well. Is what is going to happen to you when you do the right thing. The Lord will grant you justice. It's just a matter of time. Let's continue reading. 
Chapter 4, verses 11 and 15. So all the elders and the people who were near the city gates said, We are witnesses to all of this. And may the Lord bless this woman who is coming into your home to be like Rachel and Leah. They are the ones who had many children to make the people of Israel strong. Pause here. You know, when you go back a little bit to the story, who is Rachel? Who is Leah? And then you realize that they were not Israelites. They were not people from God's lineage, if you like. But this guy, the husband, he belonged to the lineage coming from Abraham. You know that for us believers, by faith, we come from that lineage. Abraham is the father of faith. And sometimes we are so conscientious about that. And sometimes we abuse a little bit the idea of not letting our children getting involved with individuals from other belief systems. And perhaps probably it will be better because there is no conflict inside. But the thing is, when you are a chosen one and your children are a chosen one, they will keep the faith. Perhaps you or your children were a little bit away, falling apart perhaps from the truths of the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. But eventually, you know, when you are part of the pact, the promise from God, like we know, it says you and your children are the children up to a thousand generations. The blessings of God are going to come upon you. So you, do you know that Rachel and Leah actually here are being honored and mentioned that thanks to them. Listen to this part. They are the ones who had many children to make the people of Israel strong. Because the attributes for the Israelites not necessarily are enough. The attributes that you have as a child of God, although are great, sometimes are not good enough. And you need other attributes. And I'm not talking about the spiritual attributes, simply attributes. Because people are gifted. And who do you think is giving those gifts to those people? The Lord. So sometimes, especially we parents or grandparents are concerned for our children and their spouses and our grandchildren and their spouses. And we are wondering, well, stop wondering. Just trust in the Lord. Because here there is a passage that is giving you a promise that your descendants are going to be stronger because they will keep in the path and they will just absorb the attributes like a strength from other people. Isn't it beautiful? So relax and chill. You, your children, and your descendants are protected by God. Now let's go back to the story. So here is where we read the best part of this story. So Boaz married Ruth. It was a beautiful wedding. Everybody was happy. And of course, the Lord allowed Ruth to become pregnant. And so she had a son. The women... The women there said to Naomi, praise the Lord who gave you this child, your daughter-in-law. Made it happen because she bore this child for you. She loves you and she is better for you than seven sons. Let's go back again to the story. Elimelech, through the famine in Israel, took Naomi and the sons to Moab area. He dies. The sons die. And here's Naomi alone. Orpha, the other daughter-in-law, left eventually. But Ruth stayed, stayed with Naomi. And if you follow the story, Naomi did many wonderful things to provide and protect 
everything that Naomi needed. Everybody knew about that character. Everybody knows about you and your good deeds and your good character. Everybody knows about your reputation when you are doing the right thing in the eyes of God. Everybody knows it. But this compliment to me is one of the greatest compliments that I have ever read in the Bible. She loves you. Ruth loves Naomi. And she is better for you than seven sons. I am a son. My mother is in heaven. I have adopted, adopted a mother now. <laughs> I have a son. My daughter also has a son. For some reason, we believe all the time, you know, male is good for you. A male child, even... And the Godfather, you remember? And may your child will be a masculine child. Because everyone, in, everyone gets this idea, you know, if it's a man, he's going to be strong and he's going to fight and protect. And, but sadly, you know, sometimes you see so many men today that are a bunch of wimps. Young lady. If you had one of those drug addicts, alcoholics, or a wimp, irresponsible, a thief, a liar, a cheater, forget about him. You are out of that relationship. Your boss is ahead of you. But you need to consider this statement like a goal for your own life. Imagine that somebody one day will say, that you are better than seven men. Are you? I personally know many beautiful ladies that are better than seven men. I see many men today lost in drugs, alcoholism, and all kind of sin with money with strength, with intelligence and skills, walking in a path that is going to take them to hell, destroying their own lives and destroying the lives of women and children. What is the point of these men that are destroying lives everywhere? But that is none of my business. I will help any man that says to me, Gian, I want to change. What can I do? I will help anybody. I will teach them the principles of the scripture. I will share my life with any man who comes to me and says, I want to get it right. But today, I'm not talking to those men. Today, I'm talking to you, my dear lady friend. Don't give up on yourself on your life, on your future, just because it happened that crisis came to you. Whether it's famine, disgraces, even death in your family, don't give up. Keep doing the, what is right. Imagine that from here in the future, one day somebody will say, this girl is better than seven men. This girl working in this company is better than these other seven guys here. This girl is more responsible than all the seven other guys there. What a compliment. Character. That is what we need today. And my dear friend, lady, there is hope for you. There is hope for you. But I want to invite you quickly to our next worship service, 292 here in Victory Church on May 29th. And the topic is pasture, music, and boot camp. I hope you will be here. You will love it. However, you know here in this passage in 4th verses 11 through 15, the wedding is the key, right? But also the pregnancy. So I want to close today 
by reading to you the verses 16 and 17. Are you ready? Let's go. Naomi took the boy, held him in her arms, and cared for him. The neighbors gave, gave the, the boy his name, Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. The king, David. The one who wrote many songs in the Bible, in the scripture. The one who defeated Goliath. The one who had a kingdom that was magnificent. David, a leader that still today is remembered with, with distinction. And we all have admired movies, sermons, teachings, songs about David and his triumph and victory. Now I want you to think of this. David is the great grandson of Ruth. And you tell me if this is not beautiful. You are concerned because of the crisis. You are concerned because of the problems you lived in the past. Forget about the past, lady. Forget about those problems. Think of the future. Because there is something ahead of you, even if you never see it, who cares? You know it's coming. Doing the right thing, worshiping God, being a person with integrity and responsible, helping everybody, serving her own family like Ruth did with Naomi, which she was not blood related. That, my friend, that character will bring results to your own descendants. So imagine this. Here we are today in May 2022. And I am 58 years old. Who will not tell me that probably in 100 years, not me, Perhaps not even my son or his son. But my son's grandson will be a leader that will bring victories like David brought to the glory of God. For the glory of God. And if you, my great-grandson, in a hundred years, you are watching this video. I want you to know that what I do, I do it for you. I'm in heaven right now. Whenever you hear me, I want you to know I always saw you in my dreams. Because I believe what the Bible says. So, coming back to you, my dear friend watching. Don't give up for what you have to do today. Do what is right. The future is wonderful in the hands of the Lord. I want to invite you today to open your heart to God and just say, Lord, I am here. Do whatever you need to do in my life. Transform me and change me. Because the Lord God is with you. The Lord God is upon you. And he will bring deliverance to your life. The best thing that we can expect is to be in heaven, right? So let's read together John 3:16. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not be lost but have eternal life. What if you repeat these words with me? Dear God, I repent today for all my sins. I want to change. I open my heart, come and dwell inside of me. Live in me forever. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
This was the message, a new beginning for a young woman from Odessa, Texas, our worship service number 291 here on Sunday, May 22, 2022. From Odessa, with so much love, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name of Victory Church Odessa, our church members, our leaders, and my team, my wife Tracy and I say, Thank you so much for being here with us, and I wish you a beautiful rest of your Sunday. See you next time. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. My Giancarlo Vicitoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy, until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video.
appointed you quite many times I failed I messed up big time acting right was not my style no more Saturdays now all is bright the sun is shining with its light I feel the wind blowing on my skin I feel your love coming, you're my spring The winter is over, no more snow My heart you filled with your love now in my home I hear the birds I see the kids playing, boys and girls Hear the explosion, because my life is in commotion I feel that I am falling down Whoever saves me must have a crown Flower needs the sun, like the ocean wants the moon, like the grass needs the rain. Come and take my pain away. How can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart. If only there was somebody who sees that I'm not nobody. How can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart. If only there was somebody who sees that I'm not nobody. Sing to me a love song again. Fly me on. Your airplane, be my shining star tonight. I need you badly in my life. It is absolutely amazing what I am feeling. Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past, I didn't see things as I do now. But honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. Hey, 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 that's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.